the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So here's a story that I've been intending to uh, share with you, but I was hesitant to do so because uh, I would not at all want to add to the pain that a family is going through, a local family. And I'm not going to give you the, the suburb. It's one of one of the popular suburbs in Columbus, but I just think uh, there's no reason to give you the suburb. It's just somebody here in central Ohio. And they had a daughter uh, who uh, took her own life uh, two years ago, and they discovered in the process of the investigation that followed, that she obtained the chemicals to do so via Amazon for less than $20. And they are now suing Amazon, and I would do the exact same, uh, because apparently this is not even close to the first time that this has happened. Uh, here is a quote from the law firm representing the family. This is a case about the most powerful, wealthy, and trusted corporation in America knowingly assisting in the deaths of healthy children by selling them suicide kits. And we don't talk very often about the number of suicides in youth in 2020 and 2021, but they were astronomical compared to previous years. Also, a result of the remote learning, the isolation that we foisted upon our kids. No, that the American Federation of Teachers, the National Education Association, Democratic mayors, Democratic legislators, and a few overly zealous, power-hungry Republicans foisted upon our kids. Uh, The chemicals that this girl obtained... uh, can, of course, be sold for other more noble purposes. They do things around the house. But the issue here is the contention from the plaintiff's attorney is that the purity level of these chemicals sold on Amazon reaches a concentration of 99.6%. And so it only takes a trace amount of this particular chemical that is that strong Uh, in order to end someone's life. The attorneys for uh, the family that had filed the lawsuit claim that this essentially amounts to what Amazon should have known from other previous such instances as a suicide kit. Now, Amazon has a policy whereby customers cannot buy anything on Amazon unless you're over 18 years of age. This young person was 16 years of age. But the contention is that Amazon never inquired about her age when she created her account. Package was delivered to her home, addressed only to her first name. So I don't know if Amazon has a way to verify the ages of its customers. I don't know how you would have a way to verify. My daughter orders off Amazon. She's way under the age of 18. She doesn't have a government-issued ID. 
Well, how would they know if somebody's under 18? I want to be fair to Amazon here, but I also certainly want to be uh, amenable to the concerns of the family. And I think this family's doing a noble thing, trying to help other families keep this from happening to their kids. Uh, a chemical this dangerous, they got to find a way to keep this out of the hands of kids. And the other part here that makes Amazon look really, really bad is that eBay prohibited sale of this same product in 2019 and updated its filters regarding this particular chemical so that young people who, you know how this stuff starts, it starts on TikTok, it starts on Instagram, word gets out, hey, you can you know use this, do it this way, whatever, internet sites, the like, not just eBay, but Etsy, which I don't ever, I don't, I know Etsy's a retail site, right? People have Etsy stores. It's kind of a mass retailer under one umbrella, a bunch of different independent retailers under one one retail umbrella, online umbrella. I think a lot of it is homemade goods yeah, as right, well. Right. Crafty stuff. Crafts, yeah, that's yes. how I perceive it. Right. But Etsy banned sale of the substance as well. Uh, the U.S. Congress got involved in January. They sent a letter to the Amazon, to Amazon CEO. And Amazon hasn't responded. I would think on a matter of this gravity, Amazon would have to respond. Uh, but they're a you know huge company. They do a ton of commerce. And you just wonder how much a big company like that cares. Uh, there's also a big uh, falderall going on with Meta. Meta used to be Facebook. Now they name it Meta. Because Mark Zuckerberg, the creepy owner of Facebook, I call him creepy, not because of his haircut, which is also creepy, but because he envisions us interacting in the future virtually. Virtually. You know, you're going to have like a virtual online identity and you'll go into a virtual online room where you'll see like somebody else's digital creation and... You'll interact with them from the privacy of your own basement. This reminds me of like the Brad Paisley song uh, where the the guy like uh, online, I'm out in Hollywood, I'm six foot five and I look damn good. I drive a Maserati, I'm a black belt, black belt in karate and I love a good glass of wine and turns out he's in the basement. He's some loser, you know? So you create an online identity. Who creates... If you're into this kind of thing, interacting online, who creates an authentic online identity? Call me skeptical, okay? I would much prefer to meet a person face-to-face, take their measure as a man or woman, judge body language, all those kinds of things, than meet virtually in the metaverse. Well, anyway... Mark Zuckerberg has apparently made it so cushy and comfortable to work at Meta that some woman posted online about her typical workday at Meta, where she's 23 years old, she gets up, she goes to work, has like some amazing breakfast, all free, works out, goes up on the top and suns herself during her workday. It's just, it was ludicrous that you could get paid by this, paid for this. And what this has pointed out is that in Silicon Valley, you saw the headlines the other day, Elon Musk supposed to purchase Twitter on Friday. He says he's going to lay off three quarters of the workforce at Twitter right away. 
three quarters of the workforce. They're going to go from 10,000 to 2,500. And you know what? I'm betting you'll notice absolutely no difference on Twitter. No difference on Twitter. Because we as humans are made to seek comfort. And when companies like this try to outdo each other in perks where, oh, you're on the clock, go grab a workout for an hour and a half. Oh, the lattes are free. Hey, the breakfast is free too. Hey, and lunch is free. Now, I know why they do it. They do it to get you to come to work and stay at work, presuming you'll be more productive. I don't think it makes you more productive. I think it makes you less productive. I think it makes you lazy. I think it makes you entitled. And it's also dangerous when you're talking about these kinds of firms because everybody there shares the same political ideology, and if you don't, you're bounced. And so while they insist on diversity, 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 there's like zero diversity in these companies. So we'll see what Musk does with Twitter if he gets it on Friday. Of course, you know this is coming. Prepare for it. Musk gets Twitter on Friday. The midterms will be approximately 10, 11 days after Musk gets control of Twitter. Republicans will hopefully dominate in the midterm election. And there will be a hue and cry from Democrats that, well, sure, Now Elon Musk owns Twitter, and you see it's being used to disadvantage Democrats. It was just fine when Twitter and Facebook were being used to disadvantage Republicans. There was no problem. Everything was great. Now if Musk gets it and he traffics in that one commodity that we just cannot have in America, you know what it is, free speech. We can't have that in America. If we have that, well, then Democrats are going to be in trouble. And it will all be Musk's fault, and it will all be the fault of those semi-fascists out there who want to increase freedom, liberty, and justice for all. You know, when those things get out of hand, the first thing you're going to have is uh, you're going to have a free country. And that's not at all what the Democrats want. So we'll see what Elon Musk gets done. He's paying a boatload for Twitter. I hope it turns out to be profitable for him. Uh, We shall see what we shall see, but certainly better for us that he has it. So the Fetterman campaign in Pennsylvania is saying that they have raised $1 million in the aftermath of the Pennsylvania Senate debate last night. Uh, This, I guess, proves that uh, people will donate to save a sinking ship. Uh, Because John Fetterman last night in the debate was even worse than his campaign said he would be in advance of the debate against Dr. Oz, where they said this is not John Fetterman's format, and Dr. Oz is an experienced TV guy, and so he's probably not going to win the debate. Well, they did everything they could to help him in the debate. They had two big, huge monitors behind the moderators, so everything they said was translated and put on the screens and teleprompter. So I now see in hindsight how brilliant it was for the people in the Fetterman campaign to say ahead of time that Fetterman was not going to do well. I didn't see the brilliance of setting the expectations low and then having a technological go-to 
so they could complain about what really held John Fetterman back was not his own ineptitude. It was a failure of the technology. Here's Fox News's Rich Yenis on what the Fetterman campaign said explained all of John Fetterman's halting responses last night. After the debate, Fetterman's campaign said that live close captioning was riddled with delays and errors. Next Star Television says it worked fully as intended. Mm-hmm. I think TV companies are probably pretty good at the whole teleprompter thing. Having worked a little bit in television, I can tell you people rely heavily on the teleprompter. They got the teleprompter thing down. There might be a lot of things they don't have down, but the teleprompter thing is old hat for the TV people. So uh, not really sure uh, whether John Fetterman is going to convince anybody with that one that, mm, oh, it was the teleprompter's fault. Now, I've talked before a lot, and I will talk a lot more in the future about the evil of luring kids into the lie that they can become a different sex than they are born. The transgender ideology out there is evil, and I try to discipline myself to point out that it is not the kids themselves who are evil. They are being uh, victimized, much like uh, human trafficking victims are victimized. Uh, young women are taken, most often young women, and they are uh, forced uh, to engage in prostitution. Human trafficking is one of the world's great evils. Likewise, uh, those kids out there who were searching for community, for identity, in friendships, and, you know, they're going through the awkward teen years. A teacher, an activist, lures them in via some social media app. Hey, look, a lot of the people over here are feeling the same things you are, and they switch their identity to differently than they were born and wow look they got all these friends and everybody at school thinks they're a celebrity and the teachers are making over them and it's a powerful powerful allure the science from other countries that have gone down this road ahead of us shows that the kids who pursue this through taking drugs to stop their puberty or heaven forbid but heaven has not forbid it yet having surgeries to mutilate their bodies as they were born. This results in astronomically higher suicide rates down the road than prevail if the kids just wait on this dysphoric condition to pass. Matt Walsh has been one of the leading crusaders against the evils of the transgender ideology. He's now on, he exposed it in his documentary film, What is a Woman? He's now on a campus tour nationally to screen his documentary and then take questions from the audience about why he is so passionate about this. And his passion for it is the same as mine. It is that kids are being victimized and their lives are being ruined. And that's not an overstatement. When they undergo these puberty blockers, or heaven forbid, when they have these surgeries, they're never able to function sexually as they were designed to function. They can't have kids. I don't need to be graphic with you. It's just, it's, a, it's an empty, empty, empty life. 
And so Walsh was appearing the other night on a college campus, University of Wisconsin. And I have a I have a uh, a person I know who goes to the University of Wisconsin. And the reason I didn't want her to go to the University of Wisconsin is because I know what the University of Wisconsin and other campuses exactly like it, and Ohio State is one of them are like. And that is that there is a lot of brainwashing, a lot of error, a lot of demonic activity on our college campuses. And that demonic activity manifested itself at Matt Walsh's speech where people who were protesting his views on trying to rescue kids from transgenderism resulted in the most heinous, evil things that were being screamed through microphones right in the face of other people. And what could be more demonic than somebody taking the Bible away from a Wisconsin student who was there trying to witness to the better life that awaits people through the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of the protesters took the Bible of a young street preacher by the name of, I think his name is Nick Prohl. They not only took his Bible, they ripped the pages out of it, and one person began to eat the pages of the Bible. So this was Nick Prohl's personal copy of the Bible. Now, if he's like me, and I think he is from his comments, you write things in your Bible that particular scriptures speak to you. Your Bible, the things you underline, the notes you take, the things you highlight, become a deep reflection of your relationship with Christ. He lost his Bible. I read his comments today, and I was so blown away, I wanted to share them with you. He says, it was my personal study Bible that I used every single day at church, at Bible study, to preach, you name it. And I was upset about that at first, but I'm called to love God and love my neighbor as myself. So if I saw someone walking off a cliff, how much would I have to hate them to see them walking off a cliff and not tell them there's a way out? These people are just like me before Jesus, sinners who love their sin and hate God. But praise God, he gives sinners the greatest joy, peace, and pleasure when he saves their soul from destruction. And now, because God saved me, I have so much joy, I want to go and tell everyone about this life-changing good news, that you can be reconciled to your Creator by repenting of your sins and trusting in Jesus, who bore the punishment we deserve for our sins in our place by dying on a cross. It's the most loving message I could tell anyone. And that is 100% true. 100% true. And so that's the message that Nick Prohl shared in the aftermath of losing his Bible. And I've thought before, you know, the proverbial, if you're stranded on a desert island, what's the one thing you would want? I would want my Bible. And I wouldn't just want any Bible, although any Bible would be better than none. I would want my own personal copy that I have had and written in and bonded with for the better part of 20 years. So kudos to Nick Prohl. Keep fighting that fight. Keep standing for truth because it's what God wants us to do. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.